from the Bet America Radio Network. This is the Who Do You Like podcast. Who do you like? With tips, angles, and information to help you win at sports betting. Now, here's your host, Scott Shapiro. Hey, sports fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Who Do You Like podcast. So I woke up this morning, thought it was a regular day, but I looked at the calendar on my phone. What do you know? It's March 1st. Nothing against February, but man, March is just so much cooler. Obviously, college basketball is on all of our minds. The tournament coming up, conference games, conference tournaments before it. Really looking forward to that. Speaking of college basketball, thank you all last week for listening. James Scully, my colleague here at Bet America, and I uh, went through some of the NCAA futures options on Bet America. Also spoke of the weekend slate. Hopefully you were able to use our information and profit or at least get prepared for your pools, your bets, your tournament thoughts uh, as we get that much closer. Just 16 days until Selection Sunday. Now, the most obvious reason March is so awesome for many of us is the NCAA tournament, but it also marks the start of baseball. The MLB season getting started March 28th this year, a little earlier than normal. And before we get buried in the madness, I wanted to definitely chat some MLB futures and win totals that we do have available here on Bet America. Uh, before we do so, just wanted to let you know exciting news that we are up on iTunes, also up on Spotify and Stitcher. So if you could subscribe, if you like the podcast, that would be great. Be even better if you like it to smash that five-star customer rating button. That would be really appreciated. I'll bring in my guest and friend Gino Bacola in a moment to uh, really dive into the uh, MLB stuff. But before I did, I just wanted to remind new players betting in New Jersey about the great promo we have going on here at Bet America. Earn up to a $500 bonus on your initial deposit. Yep, $500. Just use the promo code GET500. That's G-E-T-500 when depositing and get 100% back. All right. Well, I've had the pleasure of getting to know my guest for today's show during my time spent in Southern California before moving to Louisville. Like me, he's done a lot of his work in horse racing. He still contributes to PassTheWire.com as an analyst and handicapper and does a lot of handicapping and gambling on races. But also like myself, he is well-versed in sports and a lot of them, which he illustrates on a weekly basis as co-host of the Mike Abadir Show. I'm pleased to welcome in my friend Gino Bacola. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy, man. It's nice to uh, to be able to talk to you, and I love that you're able to start talking and branching out more sports now with Bet America and Bet America Sportsbook because, you know, you and I have had conversations for the last couple of years. We talk racing all the time, but we've gone back and forth and whether we disagree about some things about the Dodgers or this and that, but <laughs> we have some fun talking, and I always, I always love getting your opinion, and I always love the back and forth we have about other sports. So great to see you getting a platform here to, uh, to branch out, and uh, you've kind of become one of our college basketball guys, too, for uh, the Mike Abadir show, along with the uh, horse racing and like a daily fantasy. So yeah, we, uh, we take advantage of you as much as we can and get you over on our show too. So glad, glad to be here for you. I do appreciate those kind words. And the good thing for you is Manny Machado and Yasiel Puig. They're gone. No longer in- yeah. yeah. So the Dodger hate is gone, man. I got yeah. Puig right, right up the street here. So uh, we'll see how I handle that as a, uh, with the Reds fans all around me, but um, we'll get into them in a little bit, but, but uh, just such a great time of the year for sports, man. I'm sure you're as excited as I am. Oh yeah. As you mentioned, college basketball, when, when March hits, we all start thinking, okay, 
uh, the conference tournaments and then March Madness, obviously, with the NCAA tourney and then baseball season starting up and basketball season. Like in particular this year, in the last year or so, like basketball season is there's so much drama, even more than the games, like what's happening with the players, the player movement. Everyone wants to leave their teams. There's a lot going on there. So, yeah, it, it's fun. And uh, horse racing, we're right now in like the main stage of the Triple Crown prep races, a big weekend coming up at Gulfstream, just just tons of betting options. Yes, sir. And not to mention, I'm not sure how interested you are, but I know I am. And we'll be talking a lot of Masters and a lot of PGA Golf. And like you said, a lot leading up to that first Saturday in May where uh, everything in Louisville leads up to the first Saturday in May. It'll be my second year here. Before that, you know, we do have the tournament, but we also have Major League Baseball to talk today, Gino. So just let's dive right on in. Before we dive into specific divisions and teams, I just wanted to get a brief overview uh, to, the, to the folks on when you're handicapping uh, baseball for, for any number of reasons, are you more of an analytics guy? Are you a feel in what you visualized and saw last year? You watched a little spring training or somewhere in the middle. How, how do you do your work? I, I think with all everything that I do, like racing is, is what I, I do a lot of my stuff. But like when I watch football, baseball, basketball, and I handicap and gamble on any of those, um, particular, I always have to watch because I, if I don't watch the games, the, the numbers, they can be so misleading to me. So I, I have to do both. And, you know, it, like, obviously it, it takes a lot of work. I'm not watching every baseball game of every team and, you know, an 162 game <laughs> right. season, but you have to do a good job of paying attention every night to what's going on. Um, just as watching as much as you can, you know, like I subscribe to, you know, the NBA league pass and MLB network and all those things. So you can have, and when you're a daily fantasy player and someone who's betting multiple games, multiple nights, those are obviously nice things to have nice resources to have because you can watch all the games that you, you have playing. But yeah, for me, it's that. And in baseball, man, it's so analytic. It's so analytical. There's so many statistics. I think you just have to, you have to really dig in and, and go for it because this is a this is of all of the sports you can really get into into the weeds with some of the numbers and you can really kind of spin the stats and um i, I had a lot of fun digging into this because I'm, I'm getting ready for a couple of fantasy baseball drafts also so uh ready to rock and roll a couple teams that i really really like and i'm obviously i'm a dodger fan but uh to, you know I, i'll get that out of the way right now i think the Dodgers are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be good, but I'm actually going to take their under in the total. So you'll see right away. I'm not necessarily just going to be uh, trying to play Homer today. Good, good. Yeah, we'll get to the NL West, and I'm definitely looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the Dodgers. You've uh, made a couple big moves and have a couple key players returning, especially Corey Seager. Um, but yeah, I think what you say is very pretty much like me, as we know from talking offline a number, you know, all the time. I'm more of a watch the games type guy, watch the races. Then, but I think at this day and age, if you're not using the data, not using some sort of analytics to at least support your work, exactly. you're probably missing out. You know, you're probably yeah. not getting everything you need. So they complement each definitely- other. You have to, and and. You know, it's like you just you just have to. It's it, it, you have to be watching. You you really do. It just you you can't like if you're not, you're just gonna miss something. Um, so you you have to be able to do like to do both. And yeah, it's just like anything. Got to it's give and take, and it's it's a it's a formula, right? Sometimes you do uh, you realize, yeah, you know what? I I didn't watch enough of this, and you kind of make a mistake, and you spend a little more time and give and take. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always amazed by people that are able to be successful at this without watching. And there are those people out there. Sure. I'm just not. I can't do it. I can't do it either. I can't do it with (laughs) the racing. Like I can't talk about a horse or a team or a game. If I haven't watched it, I can't talk about what happened. Even if I've looked at a box score or any analytical numbers 
after the game. If I didn't see what went on, I, I can't really have give you a solid opinion. So, um, good thing, uh, good thing, most of the work that I do is in sports because I get to watch all the games in order to uh, to talk about them later on. So, yeah, yeah, definitely fortunate that uh, watching games is considered work for us. It could be a whole heck of a lot worse for sure. All right, Gino, let's dive right in. I want to go to start with the AL East. Um, the two favorites to win the World Series, uh, which we'll speak of at the end of the show, are in this division. No surprise, Yankees and Red Sox always uh, strong are almost always strong rosters, and they're of course they are by far the two uh, favorites to win this division. Too the Yankees coming in at minus one fifteen, the Red Sox plus one thirty. Before we talk about the division as a whole, um, and maybe you had an idea on trying to beat both of these teams, but but who do you like more out of these two teams for this season? I think the Yankees are going to be a really good regular season team this year. I think they're going to win 100 plus games. And I think because of, I think Boston is going to be good. They're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll be a wild card team. But it's, you get a little bit of that World Series hangover when you've gone all the way through. I've seen it two times now. I've seen it, seen it with the Dodgers last year with a slow start. And I think it's going to happen for them again. You just don't quite have that urgency early on in the season when you've been to the World Series and you've played in these r- such important games. And the Red Sox just won it. They have a couple pieces missing. And last year, it was one of those seasons where everything went so right for them. Everything went so right for them. Um, The Yankees pitching staff is a little bit deeper. Their bullpen is incredible. They have like five pieces in the bullpen that is outstanding. I think you have a a full year now from J.A. Happ. You got Paxton in. I think the Yankees are going to be a really good regular season team. I'm still... I still don't like either one of them to win the American League. We'll get to who I like uh, in, a, in a little bit, but I do think the Yankees win the division. Uh, I think the Red Sox slightly under. Baltimore is horrible. I think they're going to be under, under even the, uh, the the total in the high 50s, which it is. I still think they're going to be under. They're just really bad. Toronto is a team that's really young. They have some fun names on their team with uh, um, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Bichette, Dante Bichette's son and Craig Biggio's son all on the team. So they've got they've got some uh, some names that we remember, and they're going to be a good team in a few years. Tampa always overachieves a little bit, but I just don't think they have enough in their lineup. Boston and uh, the Yankees will beat up on this group. Yeah, a lot of pedigree with those Blue Jays teams, but we'll see uh, if those high-priced sales, if you uh, to use a horse race exactly. term, pan yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. going to start the year in the minors, it sounds like. Probably Blue Jays days, probably. Think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably a team to uh, maybe keep an eye on for the future, but at plus 3,000 to win division, 75.5 as their total. Uh, you mentioned the Yankees' bullpen. I mean, it's, it's good adding Zach Britton and Adovino to that already awesome pen. Then they have Paxton along with Severino, Tanaka, Happ, and CC Sabathia. Just a loaded pitching staff, obviously plenty of bats there. Uh, they are the favorite to win the World Series at this point for a reason. So 96.5 wins on their total. Is it something that you're interested in playing over? I go over, yeah. I think they're going to win. 100 games I I just think they're going to be a real a really good regular season team too and because the division the American League is is I think even going to be a little weaker this year um there are you know maybe four four to five good teams in the American League and I think there are the rest of the teams could be really really bad if you just look at the totals some of the most of the lowest teams are the three teams in the central and then the Rangers are are all on like the bottom like eight yep. to ten like every list you look at. So I just think that the top teams are going to feast on some of the bottom teams in, in the American League and in particular in the East. So I think you play the over on the Yankees. I think the Red Sox are like low nineties in wins, 
and uh, the Rays. I, I'd probably play slightly under the Rays, which is like 84, 85. 84, yeah, yeah 84 right, around right there. now about America. Um, mm. So I'd go like slightly under there. I'd go under with Toronto and Baltimore. Because um, you know what we've seen, Scott, now is the tanking has made its way to baseball in the last few years because we it was very successful with teams like the Cubs and the Astros. So there mm. are, you know, seven to ten teams in baseball this year that don't mind losing games. Yeah, and you mentioned the Orioles. I mean, one of the worst teams in recent memory, 59 and a half. They didn't do anything to improve. They have no. just a hideous lineup on paper with all due respect to the there's, players. I'm there's sure. seven to ten teams that like an average, like an, a novice baseball fan wouldn't be able to name more than one to two players in their batting lineup this year. Right. I mean, and so there are a lot of teams that are just very young, very unproven with their lineups. That doesn't mean they're, they're going to be really bad, but they're just so hard to, to wager on and to count on production at the major league level. Right. Absolutely agree with everything you're saying there. Um, let's move to the American League Central. Indians, significant favorites to win the division for the fourth straight year. They're minus 400 on Bet America. The Twins, the only team given any real chance. Kind of some hype on this team. 84 is the win total, plus 325 right now. Everyone else is, uh, is, is an extreme long shot with the White Sox at plus 1,800. The Tigers and Royals, both plus 5,000. You know, not that much to talk about here. We'll just focus quickly on the top two teams. Are, are there? Is there any way that the Indians can be beaten by the Twins? Or maybe I, li- you, you like I do. The yeah, I like the Twinkies. This is one of my best plays. I like the Twinkies. I think you bet the Twins to win the division here at like seven to two right now. I think they're at uh, uh, like three fifty or so. Yeah, three twenty-five. It went down. It actually went down overnight on Bet America plus three twenty-five. But but yeah, you're right. Yeah, about they, there. Ju- they they just made a nice uh, a nice acquisition. They added Marwin Gonzalez, who's a really nice versatile player. And they added yep. uh, Nelson Cruz this year. And you know Nelson Cruz was up in Seattle, so you don't hear a lot about him. But he was quietly top ten in home runs and RBIs again last year. This guy just produces every single year. Crushes lefties too. Oh yeah. Crushes. <laughs> so I think their lineup's a little bit better. Barrios is is the key. He's a very good pitcher. Can he, he took a, a nice step. Can he take one more step? He's only like 24. He might be like that top of the line rotation type guy. Uh, if he takes the next step, I like Odorizzi a little bit. Gibson saw like solid. If they can get anything from Pineda, who's coming back from an injury, like I think in a way, as you mentioned, a lot of it has to do with the division. I think they, it's going to be the, you know, you can beat up on the Royals, the Tigers and the White Sox and the Indians aren't quite as good as they were last year. I think they lost a little bit. Their pitching staff is excellent. I'm worried about their pen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried about their pen. I know Miller and Cody Allen weren't quite what they were last year the, as they were the years before, but they still didn't really do much to replace them. So yeah. that's the, the one. And, and I don't like when I'm worried about a bullpen. I'm a big no, bullpen no. guy. I agree. And, I agree. You know, Especially in this yeah, and there's yeah, and there's high variance for relievers, you know, coming in year after year. So you can't always depend on last year's numbers. But but still, to me, I think uh, the Indians at minus 400, nothing that I would be too excited to dive in on. And I, I do understand why you like the Twins. Plus 325 seems like a fair price. And you're going to go over the 84 wins as well, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they'll be like maybe like right under like 88, you know, I'm hoping. And I think maybe the, the Indians are like 85. You know, I, I think it'll be tight between the two of them all the way through. But it's one of those where, you know, you don't like anyone else in there. And I, I think the Twins have some upside. The key really for them are a couple of their young guys. Like they need Sano and and, and or Buxton to have yep. a, a bounce back year. So if one of those two guys, I mean, if both of them play well, but if one of them come back and have a really nice year, 
then they then they can really make some noise in there. I don't think they'd be a team that I would bet to win the American League because I, I, having to go against the Yankees, the Red Sox, and then the Astros could be very very tough in a series. But getting into yep, the playoffs yep. in a weak division, I think I like that at you know over three to one. I'll take it. Well, good segue as we'll go to the American League West, where the Astros are the biggest chalk in any of the six divisions at minus 625 to win the AL West. They've lost Dallas Keuchel, Charlie Morton, Marwin Gonzalez, who you mentioned, and Lance McCullough, I believe, is out for the year. But they added Michael Brantley. I expect uh, Carlos Correa to be to bounce back off of last year, and they're still pretty loaded at the pitching other than maybe the five-hole. After that, you have the A's plus 700, Angels plus 800, and the Rangers and Mariners at both plus plus. 5,000. Is there any way they can beat the Astros or is this just a either bet the chalk or too short of a price and move on type situation? Yeah, I wouldn't bet the uh, I would bet the Astros over the win total. I think they're going to be over 100 wins, too. I, I think you, it's another instance where I don't like anyone in this division and Oakland and, and the Mariners, they really overachieved last year. I, you know, they were so much better than they should have been, and they really were like, head scratchingly good. It, it just didn't really add up on paper when you looked at it. Um, I, like, Oakland only had two players last year uh, make over twenty starts, which is crazy, and they yeah. they, they they were so good. Um, I just expect both of those teams to really regress, and I don't like the Angels at all either. I mean, the Angels pitching staff is really head scratching. All three of these teams' pitching staffs could be miserable. Like miserable. The Mariners lineup is okay. I might even play them like slightly over their win total, but uh, I, I don't. I think the Astros are going to win the American League. Uh, I think it's going to be Astros, Yankees, um, Red Sox, and, and and then hopefully the Twins and in, in as the final four. And I think the uh, I think the Astros are going to bounce back in a big way this year. And I, I their pitching isn't quite as good, but their lineup is deep. You mentioned Brantley. I think he's just a really underrated, solid player to add. And they're going to beat up and really feast uh, again on a weak division that I see here. So and the American League top teams wouldn't shock me if they all won big. I just think Boston maybe won't feel the pressure to win as many games as they did last year. I'd play over with, uh, with the Astros on the win total. And yeah, I'd play you them to win the AL. Okay, AL and the AL, they are at plus 300 right yeah. now. Pretty solid yeah. value there. And even a World Series, talent. like to win them all, they were like 6-7-1. Six, six to seven to one. Right. Uh, they are plus 650, 650 right now in yeah. America. Yeah. 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 And you mentioned the one thing I didn't mention about the Red Sox that you did. We kind of we kind of glossed over it. The bullpen is the key that, you know, they pretty much kept the same team. But without Craig Kimbrell, who hasn't signed and yet, Joe Kelly and Joe Kelly. Right. So that that's the questions there. Um, the Mariners, you mentioned, is one of the luckier teams and a team that you still might play over but don't like as much. They won so many one run games last year. Their win total is deflated at 71 and a half so they won't have to do much to get over that but i'm with you those teams uh everyone in this division is kind of uh p- playing for second place even though there's not much to gain there but yeah this astros team looks looks ready to make another run yeah. um all right let's move to the uh, nl west gino uh your division really looking forward to getting your take on the dodgers who uh continue to just win this division year after year they come in right now at minus 400 uh, favorites their win total 93 and a half you've got the rockies who had a great year last Last year, they just signed Arenado to a big deal, plus 450. Then there's the Padres, who just signed Machado. Great farm system, maybe a year or two away, though, plus 1,200. The Diamondbacks, who lost Goldschmidt and also lost A.J. Pollock, plus 2,800. And then the Giants, who were making that last-ditch effort to get uh, Bryce Harper, who we'll talk about uh, in a little bit, but uh, they're plus 3,300. Are your boys just going to roll again? Yeah, I think they are, but I actually would play the slight 
I, I wouldn't play it. I don't want to root against it. But if you were looking for a side, I think they the win total is just like a tad bit high. I'd say they win like 90 games, very similar to what they did last year. Um, the Giants aren't going to be good. They're old. Um, I don't if unless Bumgarner is just amazing again. Their staff is really questionable. The Rockies are are going to be a solid team because they have a couple young pieces, but their young pitching was so good late in the season last year. I don't know if they're going to be able to reproduce that again. Uh, you you know you're always going to get like a 500 team from the Rockies though because they just they're always going to be good at home. Um, and they always take advantage of that ballpark. I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to be very good either, but they'll prop like they might be. They might be a team that you would lean over in their win total, but I don't think they're going to be actually like a good baseball team this year. And then the Padres, you know, at first I thought, okay, maybe uh, you know they sign Machado, but man, when you dig into that team, they have like three or four major league quality players, and even in that, like Ian Kinsler is a little over the hill. Hosmer they signed, he was okay last year. And then the rest of their team are guys that have not played a full season of baseball. I mean, their staff is another just head scratching team. They have a ton of young talent, like a ton of young talent and really highly regarded prospects. So if they, they got to make a decision right now, if and they spent the money on Hosmer and Machado. So if I, if I own the Padres, I would say, I got to go all in right now. We got to go get a couple pitchers. You know, we have to get a, a, at least, and maybe one more, like kind of utility player who can, you know, like I'm not saying Ben Zobers, but like a Zobers type player who can like move around and fill multiple holes for us when we need, because they are just, they're going to have a lot of holes, a lot of holes. And, and as you know, Scott, I don't know if Manny Machado is the type of leader who is going to be able to inspire a San Diego Padres young team if they're in the midst of like a, you know, a six game losing streak on the road. Is he going to be, you know, like, he did that in Baltimore last year, right? Before the yeah. trade, he really yeah. inspired that group. You know? They were winning so, a ton I mean... of games, and he was in so <laughs> many playoffs. And we saw he was in so many playoff games before last year. Now, again, when he was in Baltimore, you got to say he was in a, a, a tougher division. Uh, but I just – they need to make some moves. I would play the slight under on them too. I'm just not I – I think that, you know, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks were pretty good last year. Both of those teams, like they, the Dodgers didn't make the playoffs until the final weekend of the year last year. You know, they were looking like my lakes are looking right now. But um, I, I think it's 90 win Dodgers team and they'll probably win the division by five or six games. Yeah, so can't just bet to, to, to go, can't to, bet them to win the division. And I really can't bet them to win the NL. like to win the NL. It meh, like, but it's a wide open. I just I wouldn't really bet them. I don't think there's enough value because they've just become such a perennial team that's there now. They're just not like they're not very valued. Makes sense to me. The Padres, you mentioned the 78 and a half was that win total. They were plus 1200 to win the division. Diamondbacks, you mentioned maybe a slightly over the total. That is a 74 and a half. And the Rockies were at 84 and a half. Dodgers, 93 and a half. So you're saying mostly unders in this division with the Diamondbacks on the over. Uh, let's move to the NL Central here. Uh, one of the, if not the strongest divisions in baseball. You have the Cubs coming in at plus 180. The Cardinals right behind them, plus 200. The Brewers at plus 250. And then the Reds and Pirates, who are probably some of the bottom you know, bottom dwellers, if you will, in the divisions, some of the better of those teams in baseball. Reds plus 1,400, a little bit of buzz here in Kentucky, uh, which Cincinnati being just a couple hours away. And the Pirates both at plus 1,400. This is a good division in terms of betting. We've looked at four divisions where there's either one or two teams that look to stand out above the rest. 
definitely at least a three t- three horse race here on paper. How do you see it? Oh, these next two divisions are by far the most fun, the NL Central and the NL East. I love the Cardinals this year. I love them. I think you get seven uh I think you said they're seven plus seven fifty, so uh, you know, seven and a half to one to win the national league and to win it all. They are what fourteen hundred, yeah, fourteen hundred. So I think yeah. both of those are really solid wagers. This team is very, very good. They won um, eighty-eight games last year, and they are so much better on paper this year. Their line, uh, their starting pitch, their pitching staff with Mikolas. Who knows what they do with Martinez? But they have Flaherty, Waka, and even if they get anything at all from Wainwright, just at the bottom of the rotation, even as just a like a leader as a guy to help them. That is a good, good rotation. They picked up Andrew Miller. They have a very young Jordan Hicks. So already you have a couple strong bullpen pieces. And and then you go through their lineup. Molina's aging, but he's an excellent catcher still. They picked up Goldschmidt, Wong, Matt Carpenter, DeJong, Marcelo Suna, Bader, and Fowler. This is a deep lineup. I love the Cardinals this year. I'd bet them to win the division, to win the National League, and i take a swing on them to win it all at at plus 1,400. I think they're going to be like a 93 um, I I wouldn't be surprised if they're right there battling for like the most wins in the National League. They're going to be really good. The only reason why I, I don't think they would get closer to even like above ninety five to hundred is, as you mentioned, the division isn't isn't weak. There's really no cupcake in the division. Even the Pirates have a very good pitching staff. They have a good one, two, three. So I, I think I might would slightly play the Pirates over just based on their staff. The Reds. Um, I think they might even go slightly over. I think they'll be like a 500 team, but they added a couple decent pieces from the Dodgers, at least a little bit more production and a little bit of help for Votto in the middle of that lineup. Suarez is good. They have a very underrated lineup. Um, the question for them is, can they get some pitching? I don't, I don't really like the Cubs a lot, to be honest. Me either. I, yeah. I, I think they're just trending the wrong way. Their pitching is like really head-scratching to me. And the Brewers, I think... As far as their total is concerned, they're probably going to be really close to that total. They were so good last year too, and they were one of those teams when, like, when things go so well for you, I just automatically the cynic in me is going to imagine you're going to regress a little bit. Um, they won a lot of games last year, and they just they kicked the crap out of a lot of teams. To be honest, um, I think they're going to just regress a bit because same thing with them. They're pitching. Like they were able to do it in the playoffs and kind of spot with their starters and their bullpen, but to be able to do that throughout an entire season, they're going to really need Jimmy Nelson, and they're going to really need like more from a guy, from guys like Davies and Chassin. They're going to need a big year from. So I think all of these teams honestly could be like right in the 500 range. I, I don't really think any of these teams are going to be that bad, but I love the Cardinals as a as a wager to win it all and a, a wager to win the national. And you and the Cardinals you're talking about 88 and a half is the win total with them. They're plus 200 to win the division, as we mentioned. Cubs at 89 and a half, the highest of the win totals in the division. Uh, did not add much. The Hayward and Darvish contracts have kind of limited their flexibility. They've got solid pitching, uh, starting rotation, but question marks at the same. You got Darvish with the injuries, Lester, Hamels, Hendricks, Quintana. Uh, if they all have good years, obviously they can be tough, but 89 and yeah. a half seems a little high for me. And then you mentioned the Brewers, 86 and a half. Can Hader, Aguilar, Yelich, the pen, can they can they all repeat what they did last year? They were a fun team to watch. They probably drove you nuts during the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Uh, trying to, <laughs> and then you all the, yeah, they were they were tough. I mean, they might have outmanaged themselves uh, in getting in beating you, in fact. But yeah. uh, 
And then the Reds, people, like I said, are a little excited here, which is probably a first in a long time. They added Puig, Matt Kemp, Alex Wood. They also added Tanner Warwick and Sonny Gray. So definitely a better roster, tough division. And the Pirates, for me, 77.5, definitely worth a look. And maybe even a stab at plus 1,400. If Chris Archer stays healthy, they have him at the top of the rotation. Tyon, Musgrove, and Trevor Williams, some some good young arms yeah. there. Um, definitely maybe one of the better values at plus 1,400 you're going to yeah. find. Yeah, I like the over on them too yeah i i I would i wouldn't talk you off taking a swing on them they're fun you know if you've got if you've got good pitching you can always hang around and if those three guys stay healthy at the top of the lineup like at the top of their pitching staff that's a solid start to your rotation that definitely definitely all right well the last division the nl east we had a big splash within the last 24 hours here as uh harper makes signs the big 13-year deal and goes to the phillies didn't sound like he was uber excited to play in philadelphia the city i grew up in the team i rooted for you know, doesn't seem like a real East Coast guy, but in the end, that was the decision he made. And overnight, we saw the Phillies go on Bet America from plus 250 to win the division to plus 180. That obviously moved the rest of the division down a little bit. So if you like somebody else, you're getting a bit more value than you were yesterday. Nationals plus 250 now to plus 275. The Mets in that great starting rotation from plus 275 to plus 325. The Braves plus 275 to plus 300. And then there's the Marlins who seem hopeless in this division with four strong teams ahead of them at plus 15,000. Are you buying into the Phillies or are you going to go elsewhere? Yeah, I think the Phillies are going to be a really good regular season team also. I think this is a fun division too. The Phillies and the Nationals should battle. The Nationals have really good pitching at the top now when they added Corbin. So they should win a lot of games in the regular season because they're not – they shouldn't have a lot of losing streaks when you start Scherzer, Corbin – and uh, Strasburg, you know, yep. uh, over and over and over again. You know, there's not a lot of um, holes in that rotation right there with that those three at the top. And the same thing with the Phillies. Like, they're top two. If Arietta pitches well, Nola was a legit number one last year. He's very, very good. And the Phillies have, man, they have a deep lineup now with Harper. Harper, they added to Real Mudo, Hoskins. Cesar Hernandez was really good last year at the top of the lineup. Michael Franco, Segura. Uh, and McCutcheon and Odubel Herrera, like that's a deep group right there. That's a good lineup, and, yeah. And, very and good. what I like too is they had some bullpen issues last year. You add Robertson, a guy who has 137 career saves, so you have a legitimate proven closer now. You have two top of the end rotation guys, and you have a deep lineup. I think that you know they're going to be a good regular season team. Um, they might still be like a year away because they do still have some young pieces in there, but I think they're going to be very fun, very tough. Washington's going to be really tough uh, with that pitching staff, and Soto is excellent. I, I'm really excited to see him with a full year under his belt. I think the team that really hurt is, is hurt is the Braves, who played so well last year, and they were one of those teams who it kind of kept winning games, and you were kind of looking at them going, wow, they don't have much of a rotation. And Fulton Witz is their number one, and he might be a little banged up to start the season. They need to make a move because they have a strong lineup. Uh, they have a, a really good batting order also, as you know, I think even even the Mets do with the moves that they made. They made a move to get a nice uh, back end of the bullpen guy, and they got Cano. Who knows how much he has left, but their lineup is good. I like Nimmo, um, who should lead off, and they should give him opportunities. So there are four kind of you know interesting teams that really none of them would surprise me if they got out to a hot start or if they ended up winning the division i think the phillies are going to just be really good the nationals are going to be good i'd rank them phillies nationals mets braves i'd play the top two over the mets are going to be right on and i'd play the braves slightly under 
Okay, and yeah, the Phillies and Nationals both at 88.5, the Braves at 86.5, the Mets at 85.5. And to me, you know, the Phillies have that roster on paper that looks best, but I'm always leery the first year all a whole bunch sure. of new players get together. It could work out perfectly, but chances are, there, there, you know, there could be chemistry issues. Segura has been bounced around quite a bit for a talented player. You often it's wonder weird. why. Yeah. yeah, Harper's, you know, had some interesting issues. I know he's tons of talent, but, but how they're going to mesh, to me, I would, would never really play a team like this at the price they're at right now. Um, but I don't know yeah, if I'm going to I think play they're over. Them. Yeah, I wouldn't like to play them like to win it all or even I think or even the divi- like division. Some of the division ones like I, I prefer even the over unders at, at even than like the heavier chalk division ones because that, you know, you get a little leeway with these teams that could still play well and make a wild card um, with their over unders. Um, Versus, you know, a division winner could you could be like the Yankees last year and be so good and just run into a buzzsaw like the Red Sox who had a yeah, little sh- bit better season, you know. Yeah, um, sure did. Everything went right, right? Like, exactly. How about the Rays? Like you don't even realize, like you scratch your head a little bit. Like the Rays won ninety games last year, you know, in yep. that division with those two big teams. So, uh, you know, it just shows how and good. Barely noticed. Yeah, and barely just, noticed. Shows <laughs> what a great season that, that that Boston really had. They did it all the way from top to bottom. You know, last year, very few teams play as well as they did all the way through and then as impressive as they did in the playoffs so uh um you know awesome and for me this year i think the teams i take a swing on in the national league would be the the cardinals that that's the team i play to win the nl that's the team i play um i wouldn't mind playing them to win the central but i i would prefer the nl price obviously the world series price you get like seven and 14 on them and um that that's i think very very fair in uh in prices for them and then in the other um in the al I, I would prefer the astros to uh to win it all and i would also prefer the astros to win the al over the uh, the red sox and the yanks good stuff there you have it geno's picks american league winner astros plus 300 right now national league winner cardinals plus 750 cardinals to win it, it all plus 1400 definitely some value there also just retracing another value pick the twins to win the yeah. al central at plus 325 gino i mean time flew we're out of it unfortunately but man we could just sit and talk for hours about this stuff i know uh we've we've gotten in that situation when, when you've had me on where time flies as well but uh it's been great having you man I, I definitely look forward to having you back over the course of the year to discuss uh whether it's baseball basketball or horse racing Anytime you need it, Scott. Really appreciate it. Best of luck to the show. I'll uh, I'll send it around and make sure everyone out there subscribe to Scott's show. He is a good, good analyst, gambler, handicapper, daily fantasy, you name it. He knows what he's talking about. He does the homework. That's why I like you. No matter what, you're going to win, you're going to lose, but you always do the homework. I always know you put the time in. That's why I appreciate talking with you. No, and I appreciate it. Just real quick, let people know where they can find you on social media and where they can find you on the Mike Abadir show. Yeah, I'm uh, on Twitter. It's me, Gino B, and uh, the Mike Abadir show is the podcast we record on Thursdays, and then we come out every Thursday night. Um, so if you subscribe on iTunes to the Mike Abadir show, you'll get every time we have a podcast. And we're just like Scott said, we're a sports show. We kind of talk about whatever's going on: baseball, basketball, football, um, a lot like horse racing, a little bit of everything, lots of gambling stuff. And then I do the horse racing videos now about weekly for pastthewire.com. So generally right now I'll do I'll send out a video on like Thursday handicapping the weekend races previewing this week. Uh, I posted a couple on social media that were talking about the uh, the Fountain of Youth and the Devona Dale and the uh, the big races at Gulfstream this weekend. So lots of places you can find me out there and I always love talking sports. So if you ever uh, want to hit me up on uh, social media, please do so. 
Great follow. Great having you on. I definitely recommend following Gino on Mike Abadir's show. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for this second edition of the Who Do You Like podcast. The rest of the month will be focused on college hoops, of course, just 16 days until Selection Sunday. Remember, on iTunes now, Stitcher, Spotify, subscribe. If you like what you hear, smash that five-star rating. Really appreciate it. It helps us a lot. And uh, we uh, can't wait till we get back together next week to talk some hoops. So uh, have a great weekend. Good luck in all your endeavors. This has been the Who Do You Like podcast. For more information and to place your bets, go to betamerica.com.